Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Shevska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on, get in! Looking at the watch on my wrist, it's 12 noon on Wednesday, October 27th, and it's news that you can use from YAA, three days into the happy marriage of my daughter, Dara, and her lovely and wonderful husband, Zach. Um, That's going to get the first of today's show. Well, thank you. (laughs) Bob, we have an exciting show today. We've got Dave B. Selshevy, a fellow YouTuber, a fellow automotive, retail automotive uh, professional. I'll put you and him on that category. I'm I'm certainly not. We're going to introduce him in just a moment here. We're going to touch on a few things. Interview Dave, learn a little bit more about his experience, his past, and then now obviously his YouTube channel. Also, lots of things GM and Chevy related that we can talk about today as well. We have the used car market update from Blackbook, so we'll talk about that. Oh man, we got Iwin in the chat saying general mess. We'll we'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> GM's profits down 40% year over year for the third quarter. We're going to touch on that as well. Um, and we actually have a, a pretty fun segment today for really, you've got to be kidding me too, dad. But before we get into that, how about we, uh, we bring in our guest? Uh, I think we should. Ladies and gentlemen, let's all give a big round of applause. Do you have the applause meter? Uh, no, you don't. For Dave B., who sells Chevys, ladies and gentlemen. Pops, I think someone's at the door. Can you let him in? <laughs> there he is. There he is. It's Dave B. How you guys doing? And the we- chat goes crazy. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Here for Dave B. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. So, yeah, we're we're thrilled to have you on. Um, We like admire and respect uh, the content that you put out on your YouTube channel. Um, Give a little shout out for your YouTube channel and and tell us a little bit about your career and what you're up to. Yeah. So, well, my name is Dave B and I sell Chevy's. So when I decided to make a YouTube channel, I named it Dave B. Sell Chevy's. Super easy. Um, I've been selling Chevy's for 17 years. Started in 2004. I've worked for three different dealers. Uh, the first one was about seven months and then they closed up, at which point I came to where I'm currently at now. It was different ownership. About halfway through, eight, seven, eight years later, I moved to Pennsylvania, sold Chevys out there for two years before relocating back here to where I'm currently at uh, now with new ownership. So I spent about 15, probably 14 and a half, 15 years in the same store. Uh, and it's been great. Uh, you know, I started this as a, a bridge to get me out of the banking sales industry and into something different. And kind of fell in love with it and just stayed. Well, I, I got to say, if if you've been doing this for 17 years, it looks like you must have started when you were 13. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because, because for somebody that's spent 17 years in the car business, you look too damn good. Well, you thank should- you. You should look worn out and and ragged from yeah, all see. those all those years and all those hours. <laughs> Can I ask you a silly question? Sure. Uh, what what prompted you to uh, give up being in banking and say to yourself, you know, I, I, I think I'd like to sell cars for a living? Uh, yeah, so I actually went to school for graphic design, which was like computer art, video editing, that sort of stuff I was very interested in. I was working at the bank while going through school, kind of okay. working my way up that corporate ladder. And what happened was when I graduated, I stayed on that corporate ladder until the bank got bought out and about 350 of us got laid off. Um, still living home, you know, 23, 24 years old. I decided to take the summer off, which was awesome. And then I'm a car nut, you know, to me, cars are everything. I've been a car nut since I'm a kid. 
Um, so to sell something that's more fun than business products and credit card machines and stuff like that, that's literally what got me in the door. You know, I chose Chevy because of the Corvette, the Camaro, Silverados, and you know, it's been good to me. So I never left. God bless you. That that, that that's a that's a, a good reason to do it. I yeah. I, I got in it because, well, hell, I was getting married, and I figured I'd better figure out a way to uh, to to earn a living, and it kind of worked out. Right. Yeah. So, guys, I want to take the conversation in a couple different directions. Um, you know, first and foremost, Dave, we've got an incredible market going on right now, right? You've been in the business for 17 years. Pops, you were in the business for 40-plus. We've never seen anything quite like what's happening right now. And I actually think if it's okay with you, Dave, let's start with kind of like the the headline about GM's earnings and 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 kind of like the sales miss in terms of their profit. And and then if we can, let's get your perspective. Like, you know, you're you're in the dealership every day or most days. And um, you know, what are you seeing? What are you feeling? What are you hearing? And I'll kick things off guys by pulling up the um uh, from automotive news the uh the the headline here. I mean it's it's bonkers to see this but let's let's take a quick peek gm net income drops 40 percent in q3 from chip shortage right um you know so so the amount of money that they made as a corporation was down 40 percent because of the chip crisis dave what are you seeing on the ground at the dealership we've been watching some of your videos so we know there's been some boring days in there but what's your perspective on on what you're seeing uh it's i mean i think that probably is definitely volume driven you know, like we're looking at right now, I checked before I got on, I have 26 units in stock, 13 used, 13 new. Uh, nine of those new were Silverados, and we're not really a Silverado store. You know, the majority of what we sell is Equinox, Traverse, Tahoe, Suburban. I haven't had an Equinox here in a month and a half. I have three Traverses. I have one Suburban. That's it. So the majority of what we sell just isn't there. You know, so the volume is, is, the volume is way down. Uh, what what has your store and you in particular done um, to to be able to make ends meet during these trying times? Uh, it's a very good topic to talk about. And, uh, you know, you can see a very big difference going from one dealer to another, uh, one area in the country to another. In, in my store alone, one desk to another. You know, mm. right now for this month, I got 14 cars sold. I'm generally about an 18, 19 car salesman. So I'm on pace to have a normal month. But I think that's 17 years in a business, 15 in the, in the same store where I really focused on, you know, customer relationship, build those relationships. And that's what I'm selling right now. The 14, uh, eight of them are my previous clients that I've been selling cars to for years. So that's what's getting me through it. Um, there are salespeople here that have, you know, single digit numbers right, right now. The times are definitely tough. Um, you know, so on an individual basis, you have to worry about using the sales floor as like your own, your own business. You know, get in front of many, as many people as you can. Um, I've had deals come through YouTube, through social media, just try everything you can to, to bring business in. Yeah, I, I used to tell my salespeople, talk to as many customers as you can, throw as much stuff against the wall and see what sticks. Um, and and there are times when it feels like you're throwing stuff against the Teflon wall, nothing sticks. Mm -hmm. um, but when, when there are less vehicles to sell and probably less customers coming in, um, you really have to make every one of those opportunities count. Um, and I would think with your background of being at that store for 15 years, um, you should have a good customer base. Yeah, absolutely. Very grateful yeah. for it. So one of the things that um, I want to pull up on the screen that I, I 
find pretty interesting, and Dave, I don't know if you had a chance to see this, but we published some data. It actually came from Four Eyes. So it's which states have the most and least new car inventory. And I kind of want to pressure test this against you, right? You were just talking about uh, the current inventory levels at your store. We got this data from, again, from Four Eyes. Four Eyes does all sorts of marketing for, um, for big dealership groups, small dealership groups, and everyone in between. And one of the really neat things here is all the way down at inventory levels at the bottom here, you can actually go to a particular state like New Jersey. And it might be a little small on the screen here, but let me see. This says, if you can read it, it says that there's 78% less uh, Chevrolet inventory right now in the state of New Jersey. You can see Chrysler there at 93%, Fiat's down 90%. Maybe Dodge is a little bit of a um, a bright spot with 38%. How do these types of numbers, you know, do you think they're accurate? Are they reflecting the conditions that you're seeing kind of day to day? Yeah, on average, we're we're part of a five group, a five store group. So it's five Chevy stores, one of which sells Buick. So my location here, we generally have about 150 uh, to 200 new cars in stock at any given moment. So it's probably very accurate. So if you've got 26 and you typically have 150 to 200. Right. Yeah. So what do you think is going to happen moving forward? I want to touch a little bit on the used car market as well, because of those 150 to 200 you typically typically have in stock, what was the breakdown of new versus used? Because you said right now you've got 26, 13, and 13. Right. Are you becoming um, a bit more of a used car dealership? Because my dad well, always says, if you're not in the new car business, you're probably in the used car business because you got to sell something. Right. We're, we're actually about 150 new and maybe like 60, 70 used. So probably topping 200 combined between both. Um, you know, it's interesting times. The, the, one of the number of ways, one ways we would get inventory is lease returns, which we're not getting a lot of those back in. People are buying leases out and they're extending them, which we're getting a lot of customers, uh, getting a lot of customers to actually do that, to kind of buy them some time to hopefully hold out to maybe more inventory in the spring. Um, you can't get cars from rental companies, that sort of thing. So the, the used car market really dried out, I guess, unless you go to auction. Um, I can't speak for what the managers and owners are doing here, but obviously the lot's got 13 cars on it, so they're not actively buying, um, you know, cars at higher prices to then just sell or hang on to. Um, you know, we're kind of just running inventory really thin at the moment. Is uh, is the used car manager, assuming you have one, uh, is he stepping up on trade-ins in order to get uh, get the trades? For sure. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, because you've got to get inventory from somewhere, and 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 anybody that would just turn in a lease car right now is probably crazy, um, because the residuals are probably somewhere between twenty five and thirty percent below what the real actual market value of the car would be. Right, exactly. Are you seeing some of your customers? You mentioned you've moved quite a few cars this month, which kudos to you for doing that. Are you seeing more leasing or more buying? One of the things that we've talked about on our end is which makes more financial sense. I'm curious what your customers are doing. Uh, we do a lot of leasing here. Um, I would say probably upwards of high 70% range uh, on new cars. So that's also helps you build your business because you have people on that three-year cycle that just keep coming back, um, which is which has really been great. Um, we're still doing probably higher percentage leases um than buying at the moment i would say even though uh these prices are higher as well what type of uh, market adjustments are you doing on cars right now so we are doing uh, three thousand over on tahoe suburban silverado in stock or inbound if you order the car it's msrp uh traverse two thousand everything else a thousand um, and what it looks like they've done is they've they've basically taken, taken the lower amount of what the majority of our competition is doing. I'm in North Jersey. We got a lot of Chevy stores in the area. What I'm getting from customers, I just sold a Silverado trail boss to a guy the other day. He has a friend who owns a dealership charging him $10,000 over 
he got it from us for 3000 So even though we're going over, we're still on the low end of that spectrum, which is still bringing people in as they call them, you know, shop around. Uh, apparently that other guy really didn't have a friend who owned a dealership. Yeah. He just <laughs> knew somebody who owned, yeah, he knew somebody that owned a dealership. Right. <laughs> yeah, Dave, I guess one question I have for you is, you know, how, how do you think about different dealership groups and how they've operated through this time? The reason I bring this up is because we had a TikTok. I'm not, I got my dad on TikTok recently. Okay. I, I still don't understand how it works. We don't know how Twitch works. We don't know how TikTok works, but we do them. And it was my dad reacting essentially to the fact that there was a $150,000 markup on a Mercedes-Benz G-Wagon. And then there was a Ford Bronco that had $63,000. markup on a $63,000 car. And since we've started posting some of this content, more and more people, my Instagram DMs are, are flooded with people sending screenshots. I actually saw a Corvette today that had a $50,000 additional dealer markup. What's your take on, on what's going to happen in the industry after we get through this, quote unquote, through it? I, I, are we going to stick in an environment where supply is so short that we are going to see additional dealer markups? Do you think Schumachers of the world and the Dave B's of the world are actually going to, quote unquote, win in the long term because they weren't? hosing people what's your stance on what you see happening um from your perspective um i think that when you charge that much over like on that mercedes like obviously there's a reason for that they, either they want that car there or they're just gonna you know they're gambling to see if someone's actually willing to do it i can't imagine they would actually think they can sell it for that but maybe they will um you know i don't think that charging over msrp um, is necessarily a bad thing if you think about my entire career here 17 years in the automotive industry obviously customers think it's a bad thing um, but it's the times we're in. And like, I can't tell you how many customers I've talked to where I've kind of talked them out of buying a car. You know, let's see if you hold that a little bit and do the right thing for them. This way, you know, you're keeping that relationship intact. Uh, the majority of the cars I'm selling that are new are my previous customers that have bought cars from me over and over that understand like, yeah, I've been buying cars at invoice or under for 10, 15 years. This one, I get it. I'm paying 2000 over, I'm paying 3000 over. So it's sort of what I've been saying. Um, the Corvettes are interesting. We've done them all at MSRP. Uh, as far as factory orders, everything went, everything's been special ordered. I had a customer that got picked up his from me about two months later with 200 miles on it. Somebody in the parking lot offered him $30,000 more. He sold it. Wow. So that premium on that Corvette is easily attainable, you know, for that dealer charging 50 over. Have, have you heard anything uh, from Chevy themselves as to when they think um, they might be able to get back to a relatively normal um inventory levels uh not directly i have not no okay. we're, we're hoping sometime in the spring you know that sort of thing we're getting backlogged so like tiles and suburbans for instance we're backlogged you know maybe 17 i think i got 17 or 20 suburbans on order same with tahoe um you know so people that are buying cars now that are picking them up that are coming in ordered them three or four months ago um so we're now going to see that in january if you're looking to buy a car those cars arriving are going to be the ones that were bought now so there's just a little bit of a delay until, I guess, GM or manufacturers can really ramp that up and, and start turning vehicles out. Uh, ha has, has your ownership group heard anything in regards to um, what General Motors is thinking moving forward as to whether or not they want to keep inventory levels at dealerships to where they were pre-COVID as opposed to where they are now? No, I haven't heard any. Nothing that I can quote on that either. Okay. Yeah. It's been interesting because some of the – like. Corporate leadership have made some comments both at GM and at Ford and at a few of the other major OEMs saying, you know what, there's probably like a middle ground between where we used to be with a 90 day supply and where we currently are with a 15 day supply. Um, and we want to be a little closer to the 15, not out of 15, because it's 
it's really mind-boggling to see what's happening right now. Like again, on on the used car market, as a result of the new car market, we've got wholesale prices up over forty percent. I mean, that was kind of like the big breaking news from BlackBook this week is that we actually saw another one point, essentially one point increase across wholesale used car prices. Like you can't this this market can't exist forever in this way because even from a financing standpoint, like the banks approving loans for these things, like it just eventually the math gets a little too fuzzy and doesn't make a lot of sense. And uh, it's concerning. And and I guess one question I have for you, Dave, is are you seeing your customers having to put more cash down to get deals done or running into any issues on the back end? Like with actually- uh, Not too much. Um, no. You know, we, we deal with average, um, you know, this area is, 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 it's a pretty affluent area. Um, I don't really have all that much as far as, um, you know, credit issues and things like that, that we deal with. We don't have a special finance department, nothing like that. Um, so pretty much with the 3,000 or 2,000 over that we're doing, normal money down, we're, we're fine. We're getting everybody approved that we can. That's great to hear because I know uh, some of the data that we're looking at, people are having to put more and more money down and, and for longer and longer terms just to make it work. But uh, it's good to hear that in your neck of the woods, things are relatively okay. Relatively okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everything's relative. Yes. Indeed. All right, guys. So I do want to pull up a little bit of the data on the used car side. And um, and Dave, maybe you can kind of touch on, again, your perspective with the 13 vehicles you've got. Um, you know, maybe how how overpriced or relatively fairly priced they are right now. So I'll pull it up on the screen real quick. And, and Pops, you and I do this week over week. So I'll uh, I'll let you uh, drive the boat here. Drive the boat? Drive the car. Oh, my God, you know how I feel about boats. <laughs> I'm not, I'm so not that- fond of boats. Back on the YAA website, we updated this just today. This is the big story here. Wholesale prices are up actually closer to 42% from the beginning of the year. And one thing that I found pretty interesting is that retail prices are trailing. And and so they're not increasing nearly as fast as the wholesale prices. But you've got to imagine as wholesale prices continue to go up like they are, retail prices will follow. Well, retail prices will always follow. I mean, if if the dealerships have to pay more to get their used car inventory, ultimately, the consumer is going to end up paying more because, you know, the the dealership needs to make a certain margin on their their used cars that they sell. So if their cost goes up, uh, the retail price ultimately eventually will go up as well. Um, But it's just amazing that we had another week with almost a one point increase in in wholesale values that that dealers are paying at the auction it i i keep saying this this isn't sustainable but yet it just keeps happening so perhaps it is sustainable i don't know and what was really fascinating was breaking it down by different types of vehicles so compact cars and mid-sized cars are up over a well over a point. And then we actually saw on the, here we go, on the truck and SUV side, um, still those compact luxury crossover SUVs um, and just the compact vehicles in general are just moving so quickly. And these damn vans, guys, vans would have been the thing to have invested in, I think, um, better than Bitcoin or Dogecoin or Dadcoin. It's vans. We should have been in, investing in vans. Do you guys move any of those at the, at the dealership, Dave? No, very, very, very few. It's almost like Chevy got out of the van market for cargo vans. They, they, you don't see too many express vans out there. Yeah, they really don't anymore. But no. they're but they're big into the truck market, yeah, and SUV market. 
So I've got one final question that I want to toss out to you, Dave, and then uh, I, I make the Booker joke often. But on the trajectory that you're on, you will have a Booker as well, and I can't <laughs> wait to have to reach out to your Booker. Um, we got some news just the other day from it was from GM's uh, North America CEO saying that some of the vehicles, some of the, the uh, vehicles that they had produced that were partially completed, were just starting to get fully completed uh, and sent off to dealerships. And the, the the gentleman was quoted as saying, "We're not sending." Um, you know, partially completed vehicles to our dealerships and asking them to install the final chips, you know, in modules to right. get them to work it, which is, I think we all agree for the better. When do you anticipate, um, you mentioned earlier a little bit into the spring, when do you anticipate inventory coming back and the model year flip from 2021s and 2022s to 2023s? Do you have any expectations from when you're, you're you know, at your dealership, at Schumacher, if anyone... 350 people on here, if they're in the North Jersey area, if they're going to buy a Chevy, when should they be contacting you? Uh, I would say the sooner the better. Uh, most of what we have inbound, even the 21s like Traverses and Silverados that are waiting for chips, we already have sold. You know, a lot of the stuff has been sold as an inbound unit. Um, I have nine Tahoes that should be here. Eight of them are sold. So we have one available. Um, the Silverados I mentioned earlier have all just showed up within the last week. So that may have been, you know, things that were kind of on the, on the lot. Um, I wasn't here yesterday, but I saw in the back, it looks like we got our first 22 Silverado in yesterday as well. Um, so I think the flip is already starting to happen. If it didn't already, we've had a number of 22 Equinoxes. Um, we're waiting for Traverse. I think they're going to start building those now. Um, so hopefully we'll start seeing those by like December, uh, December into January. But um, there's not going to be, a left, I think, a leftover season this year. Obviously, nothing like that. You know, the, the inventory is going to be pretty dry for a while. I, in my personal opinion, I would say probably about maybe five to six months from now. Um, hopefully we'll start seeing things bounce back a little bit more. We'll have more than 13 cars out on the lot. Let's hope. Uh, yeah. Have you have you seen anything incentive-wise? Is, uh, is Chevy doing anything in, in consumer incentives? I mean, I realize they have no cars to sell, but are, are yeah. they incentivizing the ones that they do have? A uh, little bit, not more, not as much as they normally do. They definitely pulled back on that, but we have like Costco is a very popular store around here. So they have their Costco incentive, like they always do every holiday season and all. So, you know, there's some stuff out there. Um, there's some 0% stuff out there. Uh, you know, it's just a matter of finding the right vehicle, you know, finding the vehicle to you. apply it to. Hmm. Dave, if people are uh, new to learn about you, where can they uh, find out more and, and follow you? Uh, basically YouTube or Instagram, Dave B sells Chevy. Man, that's a good name. Very <laughs> you make it too easy for people, Dave. <laughs> well, Dave, um, from from fellow as fellow uh, people that are on YouTube and and that appreciate you know trying to have a, a seamless or better buying experience for a car, it's a pl real pleasure and a real honor to have you on. So thanks for being here, and uh, look forward to the next time. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. And and good luck and continued success moving forward, Dave. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. See you, Dave. Take care. Thank you so much. What a good guy. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. I don't know if you 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 can't see the chat on your end, Dad, but uh, I cannot. This is from uh Ree Ford, Rye Ford. I watch Dave's channel, excellent salesman. Um we got Vlad saying, yo, let Dave say something. Occasionally we did. Uh Mo Man saying Dave B is on here, sweet. I mean, the chat's just blowing up. I think. I think I can I say something that, that I, I noticed about Dave is that he gets it. It's all about customer relationships, building them, keeping them, giving your customers real honest to God, um, good advice. Um, and, and, and he mentioned it there. There are times that he says to his customers, you need to wait, you know, 
take slow down. You need to wait. It's not the best time to do something. And it takes a special type of salesperson uh, to say that. And and he's that type, the type that that actually has his customer's interest at heart. I'm not saying he doesn't want to make a living because he does and he deserves to, but he gets it. It's all about the human connection and and building those relationships. And if you haven't checked out his channel, please do. I mean, some of his videos a, are just like super informative, pretty funny so occasionally as well. Um, and and there was one I, I, I remember watching it right when he came out about like, you know, here's what a week at the dealership's like. It's just kind of boring, you know, because like, there's no cars to sell. And it's like you get that you get that perspective that we can't really provide you with there. And, and it's awesome, you know, through the channel to be able to have people like him on. And tomorrow, Marco from Whiteboard Finance will be on joining us. Can't wait to talk to him about making, you know, smart financial decisions in this market, uh, especially around um, buying cars. Pops. Yes. A couple more minutes here. I want to do um, our favorite segment of the week, of the day. Our favorite segment. Uh, well, it's a daily segment, so... Uh, it's our favorite daily segment. <laughs> really? You've you got to be, be kidding, kidding me. me. Okay, Pop. So for today, for Really You've Got to Be Kidding Me, we're launching another new thing, which is our question of the day back on the YAA community forum. Did you see this on the community forum, Pops? Uh, no. <laughs> Man. I, I apologize. Really? You've got to be kidding me. All oh, right. Well. <laughs> Back on the community forum, yeah. we're start asking in the general channel every day a question. Of the yeah. What's the today's question? The first one yeah. was, "What's the worst carb myth?" Okay. And when I'm asking this question, Dad, I put it here. Like, uh, here are a few that came to mind for me. Pickups, they're great in the snow. Well, yeah, if it's on the right tires and if it's four wheel drive. Keeping the AC off in the car that improves your gas mileage, eh, not so much. You need to change your oil every 3,000 miles. So I came up with a few, right? Yeah. A few ideas yeah. of some of like the biggest car myths that are out there that eh, they don't really, you know, they don't really do much. We got a couple that are in the comments here as well. I want to toss it over to you though, Pops. Are there any car myths that come to mind that are just complete BS? Um, well, why do you do this to me? You don't, you don't even give me a warning. Um, you know, I, I, I can't really think of one off the top of my head other than that, that if you saw the ad on the internet, it's gotta be so because, because everything on the internet is true. Yeah, the internet price is the actual price. I think that's absolutely scary... yeah. All right, so we had Phil say, "How about a couple red cars cost more to insure, and paying cash gets you a better deal?" Uh, yeah, neither of those are true. <laughs> yeah, but I think there's people out there that believe it. <laughs> yes. To key off Phil, red cars get more tickets. Bonus: the thought that buying a new car that is better MPG or electric for the sake of the environment and not a need helps the environment. There is a lot of energy, mostly fossil fuels, that go into making that energy-efficient vehicle. That's true. From Mike C, you don't need a spare tire. That tire mobility kit with a can of Fixo flat goo will be just <laughs> fine. This one bugs me seeing more and more new cars come without a spare, but instead you get a can of goo and a tire inflator. Well, you know, if you if you drive a mini like I do, you don't even get the spare tire. They're run flats, and well, you just you just have to make it to your uh, to your tire dealer somewhere and get a new tire. Igor in the chat here saying, "Use your higher grade of gas to improve performance and gas mileage." A total myth. Oh my God! Does that have anything to do with the fact that there's a, a microprocessors in the engine that can adjust it for the uh, lower? Um, 
uh, grade of gas. If you modify the car, then higher octane will improve performance. Interesting. Wow. I haven't heard yeah. that bit, but it sounds like a uh, uh, sounds like one indeed. You know what would really improve performance? What's that, pops? Uh, using NASCAR fuel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might not drive nearly as well, but you'll go fast as hell. Indeed, indeed, indeed. All right, pops. We're about to wrap for today's show. However, as you know, when someone's on Twitch, which currently there are, I think, like three people or four people on Twitch watching this, when they comment in the chat, we got to address it. Absolutely. Current, this is from the Big Fudge 520. Currently trying to buy a Hyundai Palisade. The dealership told me they don't do dealer markup, but are trying to sell upgraded security, paint protection, nitro fill, and door shields for $2,500. Might as well be dealer markup. Yeah, but that also might be the best price you can get in this market. Yes, and and even though you're overpaying for all those items combined, you're still getting a little something-something for that extra money as opposed to just getting the air for paying the extra money. And Miss Kimberly Klein, if you remember last week on Friday during Kimberly's Corner, she talked to us about a tactic that you can use when you see all those different products. One thing is to ask for a copy of the contract associated with those products. And when you get that copy of that contract, you can circle on it if it says, hey, yes. the purchase of this product is not contingent or not required as part of the purchase of the vehicle. Use that as fodder for your conversation with uh, whomever at the dealership. Yeah, well, that, that that's probably all it'll be. Is, exactly. is conversation, it's worth, but, it's worth but it, you know, it, it, it is worth the effort. And, and besides, it'll probably make you feel better. All right. Well, again, a huge thank you. A huge shout out to Dave B. Sells Chevy for being on the show today. We've got Marco Whiteboard Finance coming on tomorrow. And we've got Miss Kimberly Klein and uh, potentially. Oh, no, no, no. No, it will be Miss Kimberly Klein's Kimberly's Corner. Uh, what am I saying? That is yeah. the name of the segment she's going to yes. be on, on Friday. Um, and and uh, did you post the link to where uh, everybody can get that uh, the uh, new market update from uh, Black Book today? Oh, I don't think I did, Pop. So thank you for reminding me. And while you said that, we also got some more Twitch comments. So now we got to pull them up onto the screen. I ran into a dealership. This is from Tatiata Hunter attempting to foursquare me. Foursquare. Foursquare. Yeah. When I asked for an OTD, I thought it was a scam. Can you guys talk about it? We have a video about the Foursquare, so I would just YouTube search. Yes, and and square. always, always negotiate the out-the-door price. That's what you want to know. If you actually were writing a check, how much that check has to be for, and that's the that's the number you want to negotiate. Pops, we got a cute little thingy on the screen. Yes, we do. Cheat. I didn't know you guys were on Twitch now. I'll come support the cause over here. We didn't know we were on Twitch now. Where else are we? Uh, and we're on uh, Tinder, uh, Sketcher, um, uh, Bumble, uh, JDate, uh, Spotify, Apple, uh, and wherever you get your podcasts, we're there. All right, Pops. Thanks for your time as always. Uh, my pleasure, Handsome. I'll, I'll talk to you later. I love you. I love you too. Bye-bye. <laughs> Join us again next time, which is probably tomorrow, to get the news you can use from YAA. YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See you soon. soon.